0: How
1: many zero days have you found? It doesn't really matter.
0: I don't really keep count,
1: but it's, I guess it's probably over 100. Days or... a-
0: 100 zero days you think you might have found?
1: Well, I don't know if I count them as zero days. I mean, yeah, they hadn't been found before, at least disclosed before. But, you know, sometimes an application could have three or four things wrong with it that hadn't been disclosed before. So, you know, I'm not some kind of super hacker or anything. But, yeah, I guess it's about that. Anyone can do it. It just takes a little bit of practice and a lot of determination. <laughs>
0: This is Darknet Diaries. True stories from the dark side of the internet. I'm Jack Recider. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Are you like me and pay monthly subscriptions to way too many things? By the end of the busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel subscriptions I no longer use. But this is where Rocket Money can help us both. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money's dashboard shows off this month's spending compared to last month's, so you can clearly see your spending habits. Plus, they'll help create a custom budget and keep spending on track. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com darknet. That's rocketmoney.com darknet. Rocketmoney.com darknet. Home is private and personal. Home is safe and secure. Home is protected and intimate. We don't allow strangers to simply walk into our home and take our most private things like bank statements or photographs. We know when our door is locked and when our window is shut. And we know this keeps strangers out. But sometimes there are other ways strangers can enter our home and take our most precious things. And these strangers can do this from thousands of miles away.
1: My name is uh, Kyle Lovett. I am a uh, senior penetration tester right now with Ferocode.
0: Kyle's day job is penetration testing. He is paid to test the security of a company to see if there's a way a hacker can get into the network. But that's not what this story is about. This story is about the time in 2013 when Kyle bought a new router for his home.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the new Asus router, the N66.
0: Kyle's friend had the new Asus N66 home router and recommended it to Kyle. This was not a cheap router. It was one of the high-end ones, coming in at just over $300.
1: They were the hottest routers on the market, or at least one of the hottest routers on the market. I mean, no one can deny the hardware on it is quite impressive. So it was a very popular, especially around the IT crowd. You know, they, they a lot of a lot of IT folks had those routers in their home.
0: So Kyle bought it and took it home.
1: Something struck me as a little odd when I, when I got home and was looking through the, the the actual product.
0: As he was setting up his new router, he was noticing that it had a lot of features on by default. Too many features.
1: A VPN installed on it, an FTP server installed on it, Samba uh, for you know the file sharing internally in the network. Um, it also had several different web servers running on it. And I was like, this can't be safe. <laughs> this can't be, This is, there was something got to be go here because there's so much on it. So yeah, it just seemed like it was too good to be true kind of thing.
0: First thing he noticed is the default username was admin and the default password was also admin. At no point was he prompted to change this password. So for many people who own this device, they likely didn't change their password on it and it was left as admin. Admin. These kind of weak default settings often upsets Kyle. He changed his default password and continued setting up his new router.
1: So I just started fiddling with it like I would do a normal uh, web app uh, pen test. Port 80 had uh, the administration interface with it. um, And then Port 443 had the AI cloud or the cloud interface with it, which is what I kind of concentrated on.
0: One of the features he enabled was an FTP server. He plugged in an external hard drive into the router and enabled the FTP server. This feature turns the router into a networked storage device. This allowed users to store backup files, their music collection, personal photos, past tax records, or whatever people put on their external hard drives.
1: The thing that caught my interest was when I turned FTP on, um, as I do kind of once in a while, I scan my own IP address. I realized that port 21 was open with anonymous access. And that was like, whoa. Oh, oh, hold on here.
0: What he found was not only could he access his personal photos from within his house through the router, but because the router was on the internet with a public IP address, it was sharing all his data to the entire world. And to make matters worse, there was no password needed to access his files. If a hacker knew you had this router and you had plugged a hard drive into it, that hacker could see all the files you had on the hard drive from thousands of miles away.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I plugged in one of my external hard drives to the back of it, and uh, that that's really what got me peeked, like, hold on.
0: <laughs> Once Kyle found one security issue with the router, he began using his penetration testing skills to see if he could find something else.
1: What I did was I just started looking and fuzzing. I didn't even really need to fuzz all that much. Um, all of the uh, file paths were right there, Uh, I kind of realized what I was looking at.
0: Using a few simple tools, he found the directory structure and where certain files were stored. One of the files he found was a file that contained the username and password of the router itself. What startled him about this was that the password was stored in clear text in just a plain file.
1: I literally could go to my browser and browse up in the browser HTTPS IP address forward slash SMB forward slash TMP which was the name of the, the, the web server they're using, permissions. When you do that, it drops a text file for you that has admin and then whatever their password be, admin, admin, if they didn't change their default password. That only took me maybe 20, 25 minutes to find of testing, and that wasn't even really hard fuzzing, smart fuzzing, or um, looking at any kind of vulnerabilities.
0: This means any guest within his home could easily find the password to Kyle's router. Someone could just use a regular browser and go to the URL and see his password. No authentication was required to see this. But Kyle thought about this a little longer.
1: Hold on, hold on. Can I get to this from the outside when four four three is open? Because I enabled the AI cloud service, which is um, their own particular cloud service that has a built-in... Um, uh, they do things like you can sync your iTunes to it. Uh, you can sync your phone to it, you know, um, and... Um, I was able to get to it from the outside as well, the clear text password. And then I called another friend um, who lived uh, you know, quite far away and asked him if I could, I knew he had one as well. He had actually um, recommended it to me. And I said, could I, I look at yours? And cl- sure enough, I was able to get his clear text password uh, right off the bat. And that that was kind of scary.
0: So now he realized that if anyone enabled the AI cloud feature of this router, then anyone on the internet can easily find the password to this router.
1: So you could literally create a list of all of the ASUS routers there are in the world with that directory structure and just snag each one of them that had port 443 open.
0: He was becoming increasingly concerned about the security of this router. He was running it with the latest patches and updates, and it had all these security problems. He began researching whether this was a known bug or not.
1: Yeah, it kind of scared me a little bit because I knew how popular this router was. Um, And I quickly looked online to see if anyone else had found it, hoping somebody else had found it. And when I didn't find anyone else had found it, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I better spend a little more time on this.
0: At this point, Kyle had a long list of security flaws he found in this router. These issues were...
1: The clear text password, the unprotected directory structure. You had the FTP problem, Samba uh, for you know the file sharing internally in the network, which was one of my other findings. Then you you had the bigger problem of the default passwords, which was admin admin.
0: The router also has a VPN built into it, which by combining these vulnerabilities, an attacker can gain access to your entire home network, just as if someone is in your house using your Wi-Fi.
1: It was disturbing to say the least. <laughs>
0: It became evident to Kyle that anyone with this router has a very insecure home network. Kyle used a website called Shodan to try to understand the size of this problem. Shodan is a website that scans the entire internet to see what IPs are alive and what ports are open. It also tries to get the type of system that's running on those IPs. Kyle found at least 50,000 people were running the vulnerable FTP server
1: you know, the 50, 60, 70,000 that were vulnerable, that was just to the FTP. You're talking two to three times that amount um, to the port 443 and then the port 80 default password. Um, So that that was the really disturbing thing is that attackers could use it as a, 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 you know, one-stop shop to to dump all their, um, whatever malicious files they were sharing or downloading. Uh, It it even came with a torrent download little program. and uh, and then they could use the VPN of these people, whoever were the end user was, wherever they were, to then proxy, kind of proxy their attacks or their malicious deeds online furthermore.
0: Kyle was now understanding the massive size of this problem. This high-end, expensive router that he had purchased was full of glaring security vulnerabilities and bugs that were not yet known to the vendor or discussed publicly. It made over 100,000 people vulnerable to attacks in their own home. Attacks such as taking their files, accessing internal computers, controlling the user's router, or using the router to wage attacks on other systems.
1: And the end user, until their, their, their router started going down, I doubt would have, ever have the knowledge that anything was happening to them at all.
0: When software has security bugs in it, and the vendor is not aware of the problem, this is called a zero-day vulnerability. It's called a zero-day because that's how many days since the vendor has been aware of the problem. Once the vendor is aware of the problem, it's no longer a zero day, and the vendor can work on releasing a fix. Now put yourself in Kyle's shoes for a moment. You have just found numerous unfixed bugs in a very popular home router. This bug allows you to access the private networks of over 100,000 homes around the world. Not only can you easily get into the home network, but you can also have the ability to see all their files and use their router as a proxy. What would you do if you had this kind of knowledge and capability? Would you go around looking at everyone's files to see what they had? Would you try to sell these exploits on a dark market for some Bitcoin? How would it make you feel to be in this situation?
1: I was kind of angry that I had bought this thing with with this uh, glaring vulnerability. So um, I wanted to get um, ACES on board right away with it, um, get their uh, InfoSec group or whatever uh, the team they had doing security to fix it right away because it affected more than just a few people.
0: For Kyle, the choice was easy. Not even once did he try to view someone else's files or use this knowledge for anything malicious. He simply wanted this bug fixed to help improve security for thousands of people. In fact, he was a customer too, and he wanted the bug fixed for his own router. So he began trying to figure out how to contact ASIS, the makers of this router.
1: So I think it was around. February or March I sent my first email and I I hadn't done much in the way of public disclosures before and whenever I had found something it was usually I would send an anonymous note in um, which I did uh, for about a month didn't get any response back to my anonymous email account I had a fake name there and I said you know what I'm gonna use my real name and my real email address because this is that important
0: so Kyle sent Asus another email this time using his real name three weeks go by still No response from ACES. So Kyle sends them another email in May.
1: They did respond, and they say, "Okay, we'll take a look at it.
0: Kyle was somewhat relieved to have finally gotten a response. But he wasn't going to be satisfied until the fix was released. And he waited two more weeks, which has now been two months since he first notified them of this problem. There's still no bug fix or press release telling customers that this problem exists. In fact, ASIS hasn't even confirmed they see a problem yet. He was starting to lose patience with them.
1: You know, I sent another email and then another couple emails after that. I wasn't trying to hound them. I just wanted them to say, you know, yeah, we confirmed that this is a vulnerability uh, because I just kind of wanted to forget it and like move on. Um, So after about a month of that, I decided to go with a partial disclosure online to kind of prod them to, you know, move a little bit faster. Uh, because they weren't warning their customers and people were just going out and buying these routers.
0: What Kyle decided to do was post the bug he found, publicly, online, for anyone to see. This is a hard decision to make. On one hand, he's notifying the customers there's a bug in their router, which lets strangers access their router and connect to their drives. But on the other hand, he's going to be giving keys to hackers, which they can use to enter thousands of people's homes.
1: What I know as far as being an individual independent researcher, you know, my voice doesn't carry a lot of weight. Um, So when I find something um, individually and the vendor doesn't want to fix it or they don't care about it, the only tool we really have at our discretion, um, you know, unless you're really connected in with some reporters or something, but is to embarrass them, embarrass them into fixing the bug. And unfortunately, embarrassing them sometimes means giving a proof of concept that this is truly a bug, and here's the proof of concept. And yes, I know the bad guys are also going to see this proof of concept, but some vendors just don't care until the PR hits them. When the PR hits and the you know, the bad press hits, and it gets out there that they have a buggy application or a buggy router or switch or whatever it is, then they can then they get moving on fixing it, and, it, and it's a dangerous. Um, you know, thing for us to do because we get—I've um, had lawsuit threats before. Um, you know, and uh, you know, and it doesn't feel too good to know that you know because you disclose something, people have gone and exploited it. But it, you know, as I said to—I uh, told my wife and several other people—I said, "I don't break the software applications. I—I—I I, I would be impossible to do. I only point out where it's already broken."
0: This concept of posting a security vulnerability publicly for the world to see is called full disclosure. This topic is often debated in the security community. Kyle was hesitant to share all his findings with the public, though.
1: So I went with a partial disclosure, not really getting into details about what, what, what it was, but saying what, we, what it could do. Um, and I briefly mentioned the FTP um, issue, um, but I didn't go into depth about it.
0: So now Kyle watched and waited for ACES to respond. Three more weeks went by. It's now been four months since he first brought this to their attention, and they still haven't even confirmed they agree it's a flaw. Kyle decided to take it a step further.
1: And that's when I went on there, and I I, uh, I put the one disclosure about the, uh, the ClearTex password, which got picked up, um, a bunch of uh, outlets picked it up, and, and they kind of ran from there crazy. I didn't mention the FTP thing because I thought that was really damaging if uh, you know, all of a sudden I just threw those 70,000 people under the bus. I, mean, I know full disclosure really should be full disclosure. And um, you know today I probably would have done it a little differently.
0: Security blogs, websites, and news outlets saw Kyle's disclosure and began writing articles about the glaring security flaw. They were able to articulate exactly how bad this issue was. Customers began getting upset and demanding ACES to fix the problem.
1: That got them in gear to at least fix um, a couple of the issues, Um, but the FTP issue remained unfixed um, through August and September.
0: So Kyle emailed them again. This time, Aces connected Kyle with someone from PR, who's also a liaison to developers.
1: He said, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll take a look at it. But this is um, this is by design. This is by design. This um, we call it, (laughs) and I kid you not, infinite sharing." This is the our infinite sharing. Um, I don't know. I guess you would call it I I don't know an upsell of something <laughs> that that it was supposed to be so you could share with your everybody. <laughs> and I said everybody, like everything on your hard drive could be shared with them.
0: This response did not satisfy Kyle. Oh,
1: I was I was like, oh, come come the f line, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> but you know, I, I I just let it go at that point because they weren't going to fix it. Um, They knew about it. Um, But, you know, there's really sometimes you can't really do anything.
0: This episode is brought to you by SpyCloud. For some people, ignorance is bliss. But for you, as a security practitioner, that's not the case. I went to spycloud.com to check into my darknet exposure, and I won't tell you what it is, but spoiler alert, I found some things that are pretty eye-opening. From breach exposures to info stealing malware infections, knowing what criminals know about you and your business is the first step to setting things right. Resetting stolen passwords and addressing the enterprise access points that have been stolen by malware helps you protect your business from ransomware, account takeovers, and online fraud. With SpyCloud, you have a trusted partner to fight the good fight with. Their automated solutions, which is built on over 350 billion recaptured assets from the criminal underground, ensure you're not in the dark when it comes to your company's exposure to cybercrime. To get your full Darknet exposure report, visit spycloud.com slash darknetdiaries. That's spycloud.com slash darknetdiaries. October passes, November passes, December and January pass. At this point, all the bugs Kyle found were public knowledge, partially from the clues he mentioned and partially because of the extra attention on ASUS. The vulnerabilities he found were present on 10 different ASUS router models. Knowledge of this vulnerability continued to spread around the internet unwanted strangers were now going around looking into people's files. It's a high probability that every ACES FTP server was accessed by multiple strangers at this time. They probably looked through the files, and took anything that looked interesting, and even uploaded files as a stash point. An unknown group of people tried to take matters into their own hands. They did a scan on the internet and looked for all vulnerable ASUS routers and found just over 10,000 IPs that were running the anonymous FTP server. They accessed each one of these routers and left a note. It said, Warning, you are vulnerable. This is an automated message sent to everyone who is affected. Your ASUS router and your documents can be accessed by anyone in the world with an internet connection. Solution, completely disable FTP and AI cloud immediately. A note was signed by Slash G. This may mean the hackers originated from the technology board on 4chan, which uses Slash G as their name. The note also called this incident Asus Gate. Let's try to understand the feeling of being a victim to this. Imagine you go to sleep at night in your nice, cozy, safe, warm bed and sleep peacefully through the night. You wake up, walk into the bathroom, use the toilet, and when you look in the mirror, there's a note written on it you there has been a door open in your home for eight months and anyone can walk in. The creepiness feeling you get when you realize someone has been in your router looking at your files is unexplainable. It's a feeling of being violated and it's horrible. ASUS customers were outraged that their hard drives and files were accessed. Now because the FTP server did not have a password on it, it's questionable whether accessing it is illegal or not, if there's no restriction keeping people out. And some laws say it's legal to access it. The hackers did not use any special tool or bypass or hack or trick to access the files. They used a standard FTP client, and no password was required to do what they did. And since ACES said this was a feature and not a security bug, then it's even more likely that this act was not criminal.
1: That got ACES back in gear, but ACES contacted me like I had done it. In fact, a couple of people were like, oh, so why did you do that? I'm like... I, I didn't do that. Some other group did. Some other they they had good intentions. They were just dropping a text file on their FTP. But um, I certainly wouldn't have done it in that manner if I had done something like that.
0: The news of the hackers uploading notes to people's routers made its way to major news networks. In fact, Kyle was even interviewed by CNN at one point to explain the situation. He was nervous about the interview and was impressed at how big the news had become.
1: It got fairly big and a little little concerning for my first disclosure publicly. You know.
0: Eventually, ACES fixed all the bugs Kyle reported. But after that, Kyle found even more bugs in their fixed versions and reported them too. Eventually, ACES resolved these issues too. A few years later, in February 2016, the United States Federal Trade Commission filed a case against ACES. The FTC believed a law may have been broken by ACES. Five months later, a verdict is reached. The FTC saw proof that over 10,000 customers had their data accessed by an unwanted intruder. The FTC said ASUS was not addressing security issues in a timely manner. ASUS settled on the case, and the FTC approved the following orders that ASUS must comply with. ASUS must not mislead their customers about security flaws. They must clearly notify their customers publicly when a security update is available. They must conduct security audits on their products. This includes penetration testing, employee training code reviews, risk assessments, and more. The security audits must be submitted to the FTC to prove they have taken place. If ACES failed to comply with any of these orders, they will be fined $16,000 for each violation. And the harshest part of the FTC orders is that the FTC is requiring audits to continue for the next 20 years. ACES has to comply with these orders until 2036.
1: To this day, there are still two to three thousand, and it's what? How many years later? We're talking three, three and a half years later. Um, if you if you go on a showdown, you'll see two to three thousand people still have the old firmware on, that exposes their entire FTP and therefore all of their internal um, hard drives they have plugged into the back of that router to the world as an anonymous read write access, which is quite scary.
0: Thousands of people remain vulnerable still because they simply haven't patched their router. There's a fix available, but they either aren't aware of it or don't care to fix it. If you have an ASUS router, it's a good idea to keep it up to date and patched up. There are now new methods for security researchers to work with vendors to fix these problems. Some companies will offer a bounty reward for any security bugs found. These bounties can result in researchers making thousands of dollars by finding a single vulnerability. For the record, Kyle never did ask for bounty reward and nor was he offered any bounty reward for his findings in the ASUS routers. The Department of Homeland Security has a branch called the U.S. Computer Emergency Readiness Team, or U.S. CERT.
1: U.S. CERT has really stepped up its game and a lot of people can now go to U.S. CERT who will do that work for them, that will get in touch with the vendor and just do the disclosure and do it publicly. So thank them for really stepping up and and helping a lot of us so I don't I don't really have to do full disclosure hardly anymore uh, because I can go to us cert on most items and say hey can you help us out here I've been trying to go with this vendor they don't want to be responsive and kind of put the ball in their court because they're working with DHS they're working with um, MITRE and, and, and some, some other people that um, to, to, to
0: do that kind of work uh, for the community I'm curious Kyle what home router do you use today
1: Oh, well, right now I have the Xfinity. Uh, the Xfinity, they actually have two models out one for 100 megabyte streaming and uh, one for the regular size streaming, which I actually found a vulnerability with because the actual firmware of this and the router hardware itself was actually made by um, Cisco, who I disclosed uh, three zero days on, on those.
0: <laughs> it sounds like no matter where Kyle looks, he finds bugs in these home routers and even business class routers.
1: I think they've still got a long way to go, and I still think that security is an afterthought in most of the, you know, vendors. Until that mentality changes, and until they, you know, really put some thought into just getting a, you know, some good pen tester to test their product, we're still going to continue to see these things.
0: You've been listening to Darknet Diaries. For show notes and links, check out darknetdiaries.com. Music is provided by Ian Alex Mack Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. 10-1-10-2-10-3-10-4-10-5-11-3-11-5-12-2-12-4-12-5-13-1.